But anyway, I guess I'll start off by by saying, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Retro Breakdown. Welcome. It's been, it's been it a whole the, week. I did it at the start this time. <laughs> that's that's impressive, actually. Yeah. Um, so I'm, hey, uh, I'm Time Wanderer. That's Tom. I, I yes, stream Tom. and do stuff at YouTube. Just I'm, just look for Time Wanderer, but not on Twitter. Some other guy has that, but he doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but he still does. <laughs> I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's grandfathered into being time wanderer. I hope um, he's living a, a nice life though. I do too. I, 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 I just wish he would delete his Twitter account. I also wish this. <laughs> I bet if I contacted Twitter support, they would be like, oh yeah, they haven't used their account in like nine years. You can have it. You might, you might have to get to that magic 10 year threshold. It actually has been 10 years since they posted. There you go. Maybe, maybe I've, I've maybe. been looking because I saw something that said like Twitter is going to start deactivating old um, like inactive accounts. And I'm like, there is one that has my actual username. That's like it's it's basically like a it's basically like a weird joke role play account about someone who is actually like a time wanderer. Yeah, who's actually like stuck wandering time. But they like it was a concept that they clearly gave up on really quickly because they just they just they just got the name before you that's all yeah yeah that's the internet that's the internet i can't i can't have tom everything's Day everything's worse first come worst come worst served <laughs> yes that's the yep yeah, yep the end <laughs> i was right and then i ended up being more right <laughs> hey so did you hear that um i don't know if you remember me talking about this last year i don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast okay. but last year they were talking about how there was data mined info about the game boy and game boy color games being put on the switch online service i have heard about this recently yes and i guess so i guess originally that was found in like 2019 as like a possibility then 2020 it seemed more likely but mm -hmm. then obviously it didn't happen right um and then well i guess it's supposed supposedly it's happening very soon so maybe the next the next nintendo direct is going to be like playable today yeah, like I always I do always appreciate um, like it's available now. Go get it. I, I hope that I really hope now this is stupid and it's unlikely, but maybe. But I really hope that they release a dumb Game Boy peripheral for the Switch as like a controller. Because, you know, they have like the NES and the SNES controllers. Yeah. My God, I would purchase a Game Boy controller. <laughs> I, I would don't it know just be the control part of it or like would it have the actual screen or like I hope it would, would have this do that it could have a screen but it doesn't need to actually display anything it could just be like just be like the place where the screen would exist yeah or it could have something really basic some kind of basic information just like the game you're playing or I don't have a clue it could, could go like a, some Dreamcast that's VMU the, route. yeah I was gonna say that's the that's the Dreamcast uh VMU hey route. tell you what that was sick when you were when I was playing Code Veronica and it had your life gauge just as like the you know the the uh, the blip from the what's the heck's the machine called? It's not EKG. Um. What? Oh, the uh, no, it is an EKG. Is, it is like an EKG, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where they had that that blip going across the VMU. That was really cool. That was like that was early, you know, early uh, immersion for for things outside of the game screen <laughs> see i never played anything on dreamcast that had cool stuff like that i mm. like i didn't have a dreamcast and i went over to a friend's house that had a dreamcast like once okay and i spent the entire time playing power stone god power stone's good 
and the the Power Stone integration is that the VMU says Power Stone. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, to be fair, I don't know how many games really utilize the VMU because I know you could do some Chow stuff because it was like a little yeah. tiny baby Game Boy, like a Tamagotchi, not even a Game Boy. Um, but I didn't really use it for much. It was kind yeah. of a cool idea. I, I but... think it's I think it's one of those things where like it's the same thing as with Nintendo. Where like Nintendo introduces a weird a weird peripheral because they have an idea of how they want to use it. Yeah, they like their internal developers have ideas and know how it works and know what they want to do with it. And mm-hmm. any third party developer is like, uh, just whatever, put a map on it. Yeah, unless it's the Wii U, because then even the first party developers didn't know what to do with the other screen. They tried. <laughs> Like they there tried some, for the for like the first Mario game, and then then they were like, "Yeah, screw it." <laughs> like literally, there is like a third of the a third of the games in Nintendo Land use. Oh, the... Nintendo Land is the is the best use of the of the Wii U like yes. system experience. But aside in much from the that, same way that Wii Sports is the best use of the Wii's motion controls. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that because they just they just some some of the Wii U games or some of the Wii games were fun, but I. I uh, I see what you're saying. I mean, just like the the best and the most nuanced. Well, it, 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 it was in terms of like it feels like they just brainstormed a bunch of ideas for what you could do with the, with this extra functionality, yeah. and then crammed them all, crammed a mini game version of that into into Nintendo Land, and then <laughs> yeah. they intended that to a be a game, but b also be like a tech demo. To give other developers hey, this is what ideas games could of, be. Yeah, of what you could do with it. But then, you know, nobody wants to really, like, dive into that. Because Every, game no, development I, is hard, and game development for non-standard setups is way harder. Well, especially when you're just not sure. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and, and as time, you know, went on, Nintendo really wasn't sure either what to do with it. It's true. I will say, though, if you have a Wii U, you basically have the ultimate Metroid and Zelda machine. It's like every single, just about every single Metroid and Zelda is on uh, those systems. Well, maybe not, maybe not every, but like a lot of them, a lot of them, right? Because the whole Prime trilogy, um, Metroid, Super Metroid, I'm pretty sure Zero Mission, at least Fusion are all on. Mm -hmm. uh, Fusion definitely made it to the eShop. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Zero Mission is, but I could be wrong. But like I said, um, all the Prime games they got there. the Wii U got uh, Wind Waker HD. The win- oh, every single Zelda's on there. I'm almost positive. Like it so- never got Twilight Princess, did it? Well, yeah. no, technically no, it did. If you played the Wii it, version, no, it has backwards. it has a special edition and everything. It came with an amiibo. Did it really? Yeah. Twilight huh. Edition Wii U. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought so because I had the Midna amiibo. Um, so it had huh. Twilight Princess. It had, it has. Wow, that's worth a lot of money. It has like every <laughs> single Zelda. Um, I, I suppose it has. I, I suppose by default it has. Um, it has the. Uh, oh, what the hell do you call it? Um, a Skyward Sword. Yeah, I think Just, the only one that it doesn't have is. Are the only ones that it does not have are the DS ones. So Spirit. The the awful Phantom Hourglass and the okay Spirit Tracks. You know the only the only uh, handheld Zelda games I've ever played are Link's Awakening, which Excellent. I played. It's probably the, one of the best Zeldas just all around. I think I played 
uh, Link's Awakening DX. Ooh, that's a good choice. And I also played the remake that they that they uh, re- that they released on Switch, yeah, which I've so completely I forgotten it. about. Really? Okay. Like, so I I think about that game existing. I'm like, oh yeah, because like I just kind of played it and forgot about it immediately, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that game was well. The thing is that it's it's not that it's a forgettable experience. It's just that it's you've probably played it at least once or twice already as the Game Boy version, and it's not new, so maybe it just didn't have that impact on your brain. Like it didn't, it didn't leave its mark there, right? But when you think about playing it, it's like, oh man, that game's awesome. <laughs> I think it, I think it falls into sort of the same. Uh, I think it falls into sort of the same category as what a lot of the like the good. What's I think the I think the company's called Goodfeel or the developer. Like okay. Goodfeel or, or something like that. They're the ones that make like uh, Yoshi's Crafted World and oh yeah, yeah, and Wooly World and Epic Yarn and like, yeah, those, these those... really chill, like low impact, easy to play, like not too terribly difficult, but super aesthetically pleasing games. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there is a category in my brain that those games go into where it's like, man, that game is super cute and really nice. And just makes you feel good, but like they all are kind of interchangeable where they're just kind of go in and experience the aesthetic. I think that's true with the the yarn games. For me, I I really love Link's Awakening. I think it's one of the my favorite Zelda games. I don't know. I think the music is really great too. Like the I don't know the the, the little the little um the, the arrangement for Link's God. Awakening in, in on the Switch the little the little chamber orchestra yes yes it's like, so good oh yeah like that's fantastic I sat there on the title screen and just and <laughs> several screens in fact and just put the controller down and just listened for a while yeah like, I I love that game yeah absolutely we have fantastic. to we have to remedy your handheld Zelda experiences though we we absolutely need to play Ages and Seasons. And yeah, I would like I to play Minish Cap because I've never finished it. I Minish Cap, I've seen Minish Cap and I've seen some of the things that you do in Minish Cap where it's like, you know, you like kind of shrink down to go through things. And like, I've seen the actual graphics in it. And I'm like, that looks freaking rad. Yeah, it's I liked it a lot. I don't know why I didn't finish. I think we talked about this before. And when I looked it up, it had come out around the time that World of Warcraft came out. And I just yeah, stopped do playing it. it. And then I forgot about the game when I went back to play it later. Right. All I can say is, is. I, I guess thanks Capcom for for it is freaking Cap and wild uh, to me <laughs> that Capcom made a bunch of Zelda games. I mean, heck, they even tried to go harder than they could with there because they're going to make the Triforce of games for the Game Boy Color, but then opted for just or ages and seasons. Yeah, uh, yeah, because they couldn't figure out a good way to I probably time and a way to link the three together and all that kind of stuff. But that's those games are so good. They're really good. I hear that like nonstop and I've even had friends actually like I had like one friend in particular um, actually streamed it. Oh, cool. And I was like, I want to watch this actually, but I probably am going to play it. So I probably shouldn't actually like spoil myself. Well, if Game Boy and Game Boy Color games are being released on Switch in the next, I don't know, it could have happened today. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it didn't. (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have a number of uh, I have a number of sources that would have exploded if Nintendo no, no, no. just like I don't stealth mean, dropped a bunch of I don't mean literally today I mean 
today in terms of the podcast today. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we might be dating this super hard. Oops. Um, but anyways, that <laughs> I'm going to guess that those games get put on there, unless it's some weird Capcom rights nonsense, but I'm pretty sure... Um, Actually, I guess I shouldn't say anything. I have no idea. But Nintendo's put it on on other consoles, so maybe it wouldn't be an issue. I swear to God, if if Manish Ka- or if if uh, Ages and Seasons couldn't be in as part of that, that would be a huge bummer. Yeah, I wonder if they would link them together too, because technically, you know, you can link them together to get really awesome bonus content. Right. Um, I I kind of wonder if they added um if they added Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games. Yeah. Would they add Metroid 2? Oh, for sure. Would they? Because they recently released the the 3DS uh, Return of Samus remake. And they might, in their Nintendo wisdom, be like, no, we can't give the original away on this service. Because then people might stop buying 3DS games. Yeah, because I'm that's that's a that is a Nintendo. That's a that's certainly a Nintendo way of thinking about stuff speaking of buying metroid games did you know that when metroid dread was announced the metroid games that were available for purchase on the various eShop platforms rocketed to like number one on the eShop in the uk specifically in the uk well that's just where the photos are from so oh, okay. i don't have a clue like um i mean metroid that doesn't prime, surprise me the, the metroid prime uh trilogy on wii u became the fifth best-selling game on the eShop um i want to say i want to say return of samus was like in the top 15 or something like that Mm. um and then of course metroid fusion actually took the like the first or second spot while uh after after the announcement of dread (laughs) it makes sense since it is the literal precursor yeah I, i just i just like that that makes me it makes me smile that that many people are hyped about metroid yeah um, yeah, it, it's it's really good, too, because like Nintendo sort of brushes Metroid off to the side because it doesn't do numbers. Right. And it's, you know, it's not one of those it's not one of those franchises that like blows the doors off when they when they release it. So they're I like, feel yeah, like I mean, th- whatever, I guess this I guess this franchise is worth something and it does have some fans, but <laughs> I, th- I think with the way gaming has is grows like every year, like, you know, it's a massive amount of growth in terms of dollars Mm -hmm. being spent playing video games that like the, 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 I wonder how companies will look at numbers going forward. You know, so if if something sold a million copies a while back, that's, that's jaw dropping. Like super Metroid was like 1.6 million. It's like, holy crap. It's one of the best selling games of all time. But then you look at, what sales numbers are now and you're sort of like well sure it's a lot of copies but i mean there's like infamously uh capcom basically shuttered the devil may cry franchise for like five years because it only sold like five or six million copies (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly so it's i wonder what I, i would love to know what the the benchmarks are that companies look for now for a franchise like well for a company like nintendo pushing a franchise like metroid where Clearly, they they know people like Metroid, and they'll eventually get around yeah. to making one. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you know, it's it's not their Zelda or Mario, yeah, or even well, their Animal Crossing, which they also sort of they don't they, care about that anymore. Which like, which is it's a weird thing for me with Animal Crossing 
because it makes them so much money and yeah. they're still sort of they're slow to do things. Yeah. Well, I think the big thing and it's it's ultimately for the best because if they had made Animal Crossing into some sort of like recurring service. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm I'm very happy with what we got with with uh, it's it would have been it would have been awful or island adventure. Um, but the fact that they're not continuing to make money off of Animal Crossing, like basically everybody who wanted Animal Crossing bought it when it came out. Yeah. And now they're I'm you know, they're still getting sales trickling in, I'm sure. But like they like that game blew up the charts that whole year. Yeah, I don't know what it's I'm sure it's still and doing now. Everyone's basically done with it. And they're not really like the the negative side of that is there's not really a whole lot of new money for Nintendo to make from Animal Crossing. So they don't really care that much about supporting it. Yeah, I think that they said that they're going to do stuff. There's there'll be actual new things coming up at the next Nintendo Direct. Uh, they'll they'll be announcing like, you know, new, new stuff, not just, hey, here's a, one item or something like that. Right. Um, the one thing that I will say about Nintendo, and we we complain a lot, and rightfully so, about how wow, it's actually their know, best selling, the second best selling game on the Switch. I just I just looked that up. Sorry, I was really curious. What's first, Smash? No, Mario Kart Eight, obviously. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I, if I, I I bet you, if I gave you like five or like even fifteen games, you would be like, oh yeah, yeah, of course, Mario Kart's going to be number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no all Smash the first is party games. Yeah, well, yes, actually, Smash is only at 25, uh, whereas really? Animal Crossing is 34-ish, and Mario Kart's like 37. Smash was like the best-selling game on one of the consoles. Probably the Wii U. <laughs> I'm uh, Possibly. I'm thinking the GameCube. Oh, it could have been the GameCube, too. Yeah, I'm pretty that was kind of like synonymous with, like, if you owned a GameCube, you probably had Melee, sort of yeah. like Mario Kart 8. I actually don't have Mario Kart 8 because I had it on the Wii U and didn't ever rebuy it. Right. Um, but. but it is so it is one of those things where, like, we complain a lot about the way that Nintendo like. So you can't buy Mario 3D All Stars from yeah. Nintendo anymore because right, they yeah. decided to put it back in the vault. And they're they're doing all this stuff, messing with artificial scarcity and artificial scarcity on digital things, especially is like really, really silly and, and just out of control. It's, However, it's, it's a new low. It's it's like NFTs. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Um, but that um, that strategy or that outlook on the way yeah. they handle franchises is really tiresome and awful. <laughs> but the fact Man, that they <laughs> they also I actually like it in terms of the way they handle game releases. Okay. Um, do you, what do you what do you mean? So what I mean by that is they if you think about it, we don't get a Mario game every year. We don't no. get a Zelda or a Metroid or a Kirby game every single year. They've not I, at like no matter how popular those franchises are. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo's th- like, we don't we don't care about that right now. No, like it's 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 definitely purposeful. Because mm-hmm. they could scale up and do the Ubisoft thing. Sure, we could get a like, Mario every here's year. Here's this year's Assassin's Creed. God. And here's this year's Tom Clancy game. Or the EA thing where it's like, we're just going to release the same game with a new number on it <laughs> every single year. And 
you know, I felt it. I, I bring up Assassin's Creed specifically because that's the one I, I, that hit me the hardest. Sure. The first two Assassin's Creed games I loved. Yeah, I did too. Like, I really liked I, them a I lot. really, really loved those games. Um, Three is where I stopped buying them actually because I was like, isn't that yes. the one that was in this? That was the snowy one, right? Where you're in South America, like you're in, you play as like a, a Native American. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In like the colonial period. That was when I was like, oh, we're never going to get to the place where I thought we were going to go with this game. <laughs> But that's 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 not what you're saying. I understand you're you're more of just no, I, like always oh, the same. I I hit the same I hit the same wall where it was like it was Assassin's Creed one and two, and then two point five and two point seven five in <laughs> yeah. in Brotherhood and Revelations. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and I played those. And oh, I forgot that those were out before three. Yes. Oh yeah, I didn't play any of those. Yeah, the, yeah, those all came out and because, you know, Ezio was a really popular character and they were like, yeah, we can we can mess with this. Yeah, yeah. For a little longer. Let's make expansion packs, but release them as new games. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I will say, oh, no, that's not true. I did play one of the Brotherhoods or one of them because I, I, I remember having which was the one where you could summon people. Uh, Both, I think. But I think Brotherhood is the one most known for it. Okay, because I just remember doing a mission where I was supposed to be sneaky and stealthy and I summoned my friends and the dude, like, I thought he was going to just shoot him from the roof. But the guy <laughs> rides on a, a horse into the middle of a, a castle and the guy that you're supposed to sneak up on doesn't notice him because he's like holding somebody hostage. And if he sees you, he'll just kill the person. Mm -hmm. uh, so my dude, my buddy just rides in on his horse <laughs> yelling about something and just rides his horse right up to the guy, kills him and then rides out. And it's like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Don't worry about it. it, was, it Game was, logic isn't built for that. Oh, God. I loved it so much, even if it was dumb. <sighs> but that is definitely a game where, like, they were they started coming out so fast that, like, and they started getting away from numbering them. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know you have a problem. <laughs> because, like, it, when, when it's been eight years and you're at Assassin's Creed 11... <laughs> It's it's not it's not, not a great look. It's not a good look. Yeah. So like I like that is the first time that I heard the term like franchise fatigue mm, and was okay. like, oh, I get it. Right. Oh, I don't want to play another of these games. Yeah, that's like, that's I, I just finished and they're announcing another one. Like I want to do other things now. Well, because they're not they're they're long games. And if they're not different enough, it's sort of like, yeah, I don't I don't care. Yeah, like I just did all of these things. I don't yeah. need to I don't need to pay $60 to do all of these things again, but slightly different. Right. Yeah, that's true. So like there is a there is a feeling of like you can get fatigued with those things when they come out too when they come out too close to each other and mm -hmm. you don't have time to like sit back and and sort of reflect on it and then get back to that point where it's like, man, it's been a while since we had an Assassin's Creed game. I'd really like to I'd really I hope they release another one of those. Nintendo yeah. has their finger on the pulse of knowing exactly when we're like, man, it's about time for us to get another game of blank. Yeah. We've and then, then it's a like really long time for this to come out. So by the time they're actually ready with a release, we're rabid. Yeah. Like Metroid Dread here, the whole everybody that even remotely likes that style of games like, oh, my God, Metroid. I, I want to play the old Metroid. Let's. Let's buy them again. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's do all this stuff, right? Like, Nintendo's like, oh, yeah, we, we did it right. We know. We know we hit the spot. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, like, I would I would argue that the next one that's coming up in the queue is like the last real like 3D Mario game we got was Odyssey. Yeah. And Odyssey is like four years old now. It's four years. Yeah. So it might be. Like, it might be. I don't know if they'll do it on this system or if it's going to just be the the start of the whatever the next system is. In yeah. Like two, the launch years of the or... Switch Pro or whatever it is they're saying. No, no, the Switch Pro, I think, was confirmed to not be a real thing. It's just that's going to be the OLED model. Well, it's not a thing yet, but they are still going to have to announce a new console at some point. Yeah, I'd be really surprised if they announce. If they bother with a pro version of the Switch, because like, I think it's just I don't think it's smart for them get the Switch U. That's what I'm trying to say is that I don't think they're going to do something like that again because the Switch, the Wii U was a was a was a mess, and the new 3DS was actually pretty bad in terms of utilizing the features that you like. There's two games that you need to be able to even play on the right on on the new 3DS. It's like a Xenoblade Chronicles and Majora's Mask for whatever reason. I literally forgot that existed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't think Nintendo's going to do that again. I really don't. I I mean I shouldn't I I won't promise anything but my god that would be so stupid. I mean all they really need to do is just re-release the Switch with higher specs. Yeah, it's the same system, literally and the same console. Yeah, just and they're it's basically going to need to do that because we have new consoles on the market, so developers are going to start hitting a point where they cannot cross-publish on Switch because it's literally just not worth it to them to downscale. Well, and the Steam Deck is a perfect example of price points where you can you can have things at a certain price. Now, mind you, of course, the Steam Deck is limited to a lower resolution, so it makes it much easier to right. like you can you can put on a TV, but it's not going to look as good. Like you can play on a four K four K TV, but it's not actually going to be the the right resolution if that's really what you're worried about. But anyways, the the technology is increasing a lot compared mm-hmm. to when the Switch first came out. So even that would be different in terms of what would be capable with a similarly priced quote unquote budget system. Right. Right. Um, so I don't know. I would be very, very surprised if in the next two years, Nintendo doesn't say something about, Hey, here's the switch to like the OLED yeah. models coming out. Cause we were working on it and people want the pretty screen and all that stuff, but and otherwise problem, it's more or less the same system. The problem with, um, with Nintendo is they always have this, it's it's their best and worst it, it's their best and worst feature is they constantly have this internal pressure to innovate it's like yeah. don't just do the same thing but bigger we have to make it different somehow yeah because well and that's it's, there it's is, interesting there's like basically, the super nintendo was not yeah like that. i was going to say there is one instance in which a like in which they released a new console that was just here is an upgraded version of basically the same thing. Yeah. And it's the Super Nintendo, which to date is still. It's, it's I not really say it's, their most successful console, but it might actually be the Switch now. I mean, yeah, you can't. I mean, or, the Wii well, is way more Wii. successful. Yeah. In terms of money. But it's 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 not really fair. It's also it's the, kind the of the market was very different. at the I time. was about to say it's a way different world. So it's yes, we can we can make those kind of claims, but they're not actually accurate because right, of right, right. what was available and what companies were around and all of that stuff, yada, yada, yada. But still, but, the Super Nintendo was massively successful. Yes. And it's an awesome console like today, like you can go play games on it now and have fun even if right unless yeah. unless all you care about is graphics yeah it is it is an it was an awesome console at the time 
and has had given us so many like timeless classics that Nintendo is still making money now off of things that were released 30 years ago on the SNES. Yeah, like, I mean, we're not talking about today, but Super Metroid, apart from a few really annoying things, like, I don't know what crackhead thought of wall jumping like that, but the, the (sighs) like, all of the game is amazing, aside from some really, like, just a few things that are stupid, like wall jumping, right? Like, that, like, Super Metroid, you can play right now and be like, God, this game's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, just timeless, timeless classics. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the last time I can think of that they just made a new console that was like, here's something that does the same thing in the same way, but it's upgraded and better. I guess the 3DS to a degree is more or less that also. I mean, they added the 3D functionality and the fact that no one cared and basically turned it off immediately um, is... (laughs) Kyle's the only person I know that played games with 3D on. Literally the only person I've ever met that's like... Yeah, of course I have the 3D turned on. I'm like, dude, you're you're you are in the minority. <laughs> I like I tried. Yeah, me I, too. The first couple of games, I, I turned it on and then I was like, this actually makes it harder to see things. So I would turn it and on. I have every... to like sort of cross my eyes a little bit to see the 3D. <laughs> OK, I didn't have that, thankfully. Like I, like I have to look at it in a particular way. But if I'm looking at it to try to like magic eye puzzle the three. I was about to say you're mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like then I'm I'm not really like focusing very well on the game. Now, am I? I think I, I checked out every game in 3D at least once. Yeah, I would turn it on and see what it looked like. I was like, oh, that's neat. All right. I've had enough. <laughs> yep. That's how. Yep. That's exactly how I would react, how I would interact with it. But I would sure. still say that that's a mod like that's sure it's in, technically it's an innovation compared to the you know the ds but, but yeah, i don't know if i'd it didn't that significantly in, uh, change the actual like controller like if you're designing for the console it's a it's a minor thing to have to deal with it's actually just a oh god i guess we shouldn't do that one graphical thing maybe because it's going to lag the console in 3d or something yeah <laughs> but otherwise it's they're all the it's all the same. Yeah, design and control wise, you're basically the same. I guess they added the. I guess they added the joystick. Oh, that's true. But I so mean, I, I guess that's, that's the not same. A big that's deal the NES. Joystick the... is just something that like, like devs know how to deal with a joystick. That's not well. A big yeah, deal. that's kind of like SNES to the Super Nintendo, right? Where they added, they're like, hey, here's two shoulder buttons. Oh, cool. Right, right, right. It's just extra buttons. I'm not talking about like extra buttons or or. Or even like the addition of the control stick. No, like I get the only one that where that really counts the is for the 64, because like using analog control was a new thing. To be fair, the 64 was a fairly huge innovation because it not only added joysticks, but it was like, hey, couch couch co-op is pretty awesome. How about we make it so four people can play together? True. Like, that's true. That's that's huge when you think about what that implies. <laughs> it's also Nintendo flexing, saying, yeah, people will buy four controllers. <laughs> We, we know it. You'll do mm-hmm. it. You may end up buying a disgusting third-party controllers from uh, Blockbuster, but that's not a problem in Japan because those stores are illegal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's still wild to me to think about. Me too. Like, I, I didn't actually... I just thought it wasn't popular in Japan. I didn't know it was literally against... Like, like you couldn't do it. You were not, you were not allowed to have a resale or, like, a rental thing like that because mm-hmm. Nintendo couldn't make money. By the way, I have to say I really enjoy our sort of ASMR summer sounds going on. 
Because I, I hear some cicada sometimes. Every now and again, there's like a little bit of a, a truck backing up. Maybe it's 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 actually quite pleasant because it's really quiet. And it's I like, was, oh yeah, that's nice. I was hoping that they weren't picking up too loudly because it's nice out today. So I have my windows open. Yeah, enjoy and it. There's not actual lawn care going on out the window, <laughs> so I don't have to shut it all out. Oh, it is not a complaint. I'm being genuine. I think it's actually kind of fun. All right. Well, yeah, we have a the the sounds of the sounds of late summer provided to you here on the on the retro breakdown <laughs> that's what we're here for we're really here for the aesthetics of it all yeah <laughs> the clearly. sound aesthetics <laughs> clearly that's what's what 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 is primal or prime prime no i'm, I'm done talking about anything that's, um so you can't be we have we haven't even talked about metroid yet that's fine um so yeah <laughs> like so going back to the original like we were talking about innovation and everything and i do hope that like when it does come time to update the switch whenever that is you have a winning concept just keep doing that just make the either... make the like pack more graphics into it give it some give it some more power increase the screen resolution maybe increase the battery life i just I'm, and just make it the same console just make it the I same console all, it's fine i am like all for nintendo just uh, do it do it go crazy like design something insane but don't get rid of the Switch as an idea. Like, so yeah. just like you had the Game Boy department, just like you would make new Game Boys, don't remove the Switch entirely. If you want to go, if you want to go off the deep end and make something wild, I love it because I, 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 I'm, I like when companies try to innovate, especially when they don't need to because it's, it's like, uh, it's sort of safe to not bother changing things. It's kind of like there's a there's a certain tech company that sometimes comes out with a big new thing. It's like, look at this, we've we we added six cameras to the phone. It's like, well, that's that's kind you of can cool. just say it's Apple. We all know it's Apple. Yeah, but Android's starting to do it too. So I was I was gonna I shame Apple, but then it's like, well, I suppose at least Apple doesn't try to release a stand for a uh, a monitor and release it at like four hundred dollars. And it's like, dude, it's it's just a stand. I know the guy that handled all of your innovation isn't around anymore, but I think you can do better. <laughs> I think Apple is one of the only tech companies I can think of that tries to. Uh, that tries to present removing features as an innovation. <laughs> yeah, that that is always great. <laughs> it's it's like when um, McDonald's released. Do you remember the sandwich? I don't know what it was called before. It was, I think it was the Big Tasty or the Big and Tasty or something. The like Big that. and I Tasty. Don't... I have a fun story about the Big and Tasty. Yeah, because my mom liked it, and one time she ordered it. This is a long time ago, like when it first came out, and it, yes. the name had changed slightly. And the guy, my mom was like, "Hey, why is this different?" And the guy that was selling it was like, "Oh, we changed the name, and it's smaller. There's less food now, but it costs a little bit more." And my mom was like, "Oh, you're not supposed to say all of that." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 one of those. We changed like, the um... big and tasty to the small, gross, and expensive. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Enjoy. I uh, so. <laughs> When Jesse and I met, one of the first times we actually went on a trip together is she took me to a a, a video games live concert in oh that's cool in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay, and we lived in Tennessee at the time, so on the way, um, we just made it a weekend trip in Chicago, which is you know relatively nearby. It's like two hours away, but it's like, would you rather stay in yeah, Chicago or Fort Wayne, Indiana, and just make a and just make an extra drive for the concert? Yeah, and do some extra, do some city stuff. Yeah. So she'd been a couple times, and I'd never been, and I was all 
I was all starstruck because Chicago's a super cool city and I like it there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things we were doing is we were walking around, you know, at night and <laughs> a, uh, a homeless guy came up to us and was really super nice <laughs> and like wasn't just asking for stuff. He actually came up and, you know, we're we're looking around sightseeing, looking at buildings and stuff. Yeah. And he starts doing this sort of impromptu tour <laughs> and about like the, the buildings nearby and just like <laughs> reading the plaques and then telling us like what the plaque said. Yeah. <laughs> like the the one that I there was a church nearby. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is a beautiful church. It's been here since 19 checks notes. <laughs> 62. Of course, of course. <laughs> and, you know, it's a it's a whole bit, right? Where he's he's trying to he's trying to make an impression. And yeah. then he's going to ask for money, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that's the, the crux of it all. Yeah. And I, you know, I know that's where it's headed. But the uh specifically this was 2009 okay um so he specifically after he finishes his spiel he's like you know folks i was wondering if i could ask you for for a little change i'm i'm looking to go over into mcdonald's get me a big and tasty (laughs) and i'm like you know what (laughs) that like that's oddly specific you you sold me (laughs) But like, okay, here's all the change in my wallet right now. Enjoy your big and tasty. Enjoy your big and tasty. The the sandwich that was discontinued 10 years ago. (laughs) That was the thing, too. Like, I, I actually... He's like, I, I actually, actually just want to buy booze, but most people won't give me money. <laughs> yeah, I actually looked it up later and was like, oh, the Big and Tasty was not actually like it. it's not actually available right now and hasn't been for years. <laughs> He's like, most people won't won't respond to I, I I'd like some beer. <laughs> I don't care. Like, ultimately, of course not. Like, yeah, like it's it's whatever you want to do with it at that yeah. point. You've decided to give them money. I don't think it's your place to say, well, I think you should have invested this in stock, sir. Right, exactly. Why Why don't you have a new tie and shoes? Like, I, look, yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't, I don't get behind the whole, like, I, I'll give you money, but only if it's for this purpose. It's like, no, you know what? You're, you are trying to survive. Yeah. And it is, you know. Well, and it's you can even think it's business. bad. Like you can, you can think to yourself, "Well, this is." And if if you don't like it, then you know you just don't have to do it. Like I, but it's weird to judge if if like you either you either you either going to give the person money or you're not. And after that, yeah. I think it's you let it be, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's not your you know it, if you're going to take the person under your wing and clothe and feed them and try to get them into the job market. Yeah, sure. You're going to like, bring them sure, home at that point. <laughs> then I think you can have some say. Yeah, then, but you, if then you're you gonna totally drop some opinion. change. It's like I don't care if you buy beer with it, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're just you are just trying to get through today. I understand. Yes, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my that's my big and tasty story. Oh, I cannot God. think of the, I cannot hear the word big and tasty without <laughs> thinking of that. I think it's funny that we both have completely like different like they're not related in any way, but we both have a thing that's like yeah, I can't think of this story without. 
or like i can't think of that sandwich without this story popping up yeah <laughs> no that's that's just a that's a hard association that will never go away that's pretty funny anyway um so so anyway oh, yeah. so nintendo um <laughs> i really appreciate to some degree that nintendo doesn't oversaturate us with franchises because i don't want to live in a world where there is an annual mario or zelda game and i get tired of them yeah that would be sad honestly that would be really sad and i think the reason that those franchises have survived the way that they have for as long as they have is because they space out those releases to a point where every time a major release in all of those franchises happens we're all super pumped for it yeah, I think because that's, we've been I think waiting that's and, you know, we've played the last one to death. And in this case, it's been like almost 20 years since Fusion. Since so a, Metroid since a is side-scrolling like, Metroid game, it's been forever. Yeah. Like actually Metroid 4 to Metroid 5 yeah. has been like almost two full decades. Yeah. If not more than. Because I, I don't remember if Fusion is 2001 or 2002. Do people actually refer to them as numbered games? Because it seems kind of awkward. They since... refer to them as numbered games. N- Nintendo? N- the opening of Metroid oh, Fusion you're right. refers to it as Metroid yeah, 4. And the right. trailer for Dread, like the reveal trailer for Dread said Metroid 5, Metroid Dread. What an odd. So it is literally Metroid <laughs> and then so Return of Samus is 2 and... Uh, Super Metroid is three. Right. Fusion is four, and Dread is five. And I that guess that's is just because entire main, like main Metroid canon. Maybe it's because it's like made officially by them or something. Like the uh, the other ones are not an intent. Well, maybe Federation Force. I actually have no idea who made those. those uh, there's there's names. spinoffs all over the place. Like I don't like Hunters. I guess is four point seven five or something. Like, if you're actually... <laughs> it's probably not. It's probably earlier. Yeah, Hunters it takes place right after Metroid Prime 1, um, mm. which would be, I guess, Metroid Prime Oh, because it is actually Metroid Prime Hunters, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Where does uh, where does Metroid Pinball fit in? Metroid Pinball is just a remake, or it's a retelling of Metroid Prime. So it is technically part of Shut Metroid. Shut up, it is not. It sure is. It's technic- it is technically part of the Metroid canon. It's just not the way that you think it would be it's it's just that it's a retelling of the original prime storyline i was completely joking about that i, I, I know. expected it to just be random ass metroid no nope, it is it is metroid prime nintendo nintendo okay if it's one thing nintendo has done in the last 15 years is they're like no we're gonna have a storyline even if it's insane yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to it doesn't have to make sense People, people apparently like this crap. They're buying these books for some reason. <laughs> so, so let's 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 give it to them. <laughs> that I will say that the the Metroid storyline, perhaps because there are less of them, yeah, um, less of those games in general, does actually end up making some sense at the end of the day. Yeah, it does a lot actually. Um, it, if when when you look at the timeline of Metroid, it, it actually fits really well together. It does. It does. Uh, and th- it does actually feel like the games are built to be like somewhat connective to one another. Yeah, after after Super Metroid, I think there's a a real even Super Metroid to a degree. Uh, Metroid Metroid Two and Super Metroid are it felt like they really wanted to have a storyline, and then Prime it got a little wild, but they they still pulled it all together. Like yeah. clearly there was some thought there to keep it mm-hmm. as one thing or whatever. Right. I mean, That's like cool. just 
the simple the simple fact that like the storyline literally says like okay so in these games you went and killed all the metroids and then destroyed and then blew up their planet um and then in the following games the metroids are dead because they're because you exterminated them yeah i'm the replaying or re-looking at like other m and stuff i'm kind of curious now to 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 go back and look at the story or replay the game or something just because yeah. i'm yeah. i'm i'm i want to because when i played it originally i just played it as hey this is a fun game to play i was not playing it as a hey this is a continuation of a metroid storyline right. you know what i mean like i it know was just the, yeah i feel exactly the same way and i know this podcast isn't about fusion it's about metroid one yes um specifically but having played fusion the one the takeaway that i did not expect from fusion is i can't wait to find out what happens next yeah yeah like that's that's so cool i'm i'm uh i'm so excited for 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 more metroid storyline actually i i really like metroid a lot like, so i have never ever cared about metroid story because i've always considered it as being like told in the background the closest that i ever got to it is i actually like scanned and read all of the entries from prime yeah yep and i was i was actually into those i thought those were cool but i don't remember any of them now sure and you know i didn't until recently know where that fit into the larger metroid canon which is a thing (laughs) but like fusion actually did a good job and part of it is just like playing it with people who are explaining some of the larger story beats yeah that makes a big difference this is actually kind of cool and i actually like i didn't expect to I didn't expect to feel um, I can't wait for Metroid Dread to come out because I want to know where the story goes. Yeah, that was not I expected a thought it to you just had. be like, here's another planet to explore. Yeah, like this game's going to be cool because it's Metroid and Nintendo does a good job making video games. Yeah, but no, it's actually like, no, I'm I'm really interested to see what is going to happen now. That's, that's awesome. actually cool. Yeah, that's a, that's that's like high praise as far as i'm concerned when it comes to a game like that yeah and i care i care about the story now well when it when it comes to like the storytelling aspect right because yeah that's not why most people i would say Mm -mm. even still don't really play metroid thinking oh i'm curious what what samus is up to other than yeah i'm sure samus is murdering stuff again (laughs) yeah and it's not even really thought of as like murdering it's just exploring the planet (laughs) like like you're not it's not presented in, in a way where it's you know, maybe not. It's kind of naughty to <laughs> to eradicate entire life forms. Right, I know you right. don't mean to. <laughs> um, so no, that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I will be replaying Fusion uh, sometime soon, but that podcast is not for a bit. Nope, that's not for a bit. But we are so, talking about Metroid today. We, yeah, we sure are. Um, Which we can do in just a, a moment if you would like. Yeah, I think I think our sponsors might want to want to talk first. It's technically me talking about the sponsors. Well, you're kind of a sponsor of the podcast, though. <laughs> you sponsor it by talking about it. OK, we just don't get, you know, I'm compensated I'm, for that sponsorship. <laughs> you know, we'll, I'll go with it. We'll see you in a minute. All right. Metroid. Specifically yeah, Metroid. Metroid one because OG Metroid. Metroid. Yeah, OG, real, original NES Metroid. 1986, man. What a year. Metroid, Zelda. Whew. 
It is crazy Ooh. that it's it's crazy to me that it was that early in the in the life cycle. Actually, so I mean, it's it was a f- couple years after the Famicom first came out because they were both disc syst- the Famicom disc system games. Yes. Um. So in terms of in Japan, it was a little bit, you know, further along. But when you think about the grand scheme of what video games were, <laughs> like in the mid '80s, mm-hmm. and then you have then you throw Metroid and Zelda in there, and you're like, wow, these are these are literally genre moments here yeah (laughs) yeah two like like two very different ones and you can kind of feel some of that like 80s game design in metroid too like this feels like an unfair old pc game it does it's 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 rough especially because we don't have like the the ability to save and stuff in the nes Mm. version which is the one we both played yes um but yeah, it's it's it was definitely a very interesting sort of trip through time in a lot of ways. Um, so this is the first time I've actually finished the original Metroid. Same, I, same. Were, I had played it previously because it was a bonus with Metroid Prime. If you, I think if you plugged in Fusion or something like that and linked it to the GameCube, you unlocked the ability to walk around in the Fusion suit and play the original Metroid. Um, but I didn't finish it on the GameCube. Mm. Yeah, so I the first never time. had a Game Boy Advance, so that was not. Uh, there you go. That was not something that I partook in. I would have played the hell out of a Game Boy Advance if I had it. I think. Yeah, the I Game really Boy Advance had some good games. It really did, and I'm I'm discovering a lot of them now. Um, it's it's Nintendo's handheld game has been on point from the beginning it really has (laughs) like the i I know we're not talking about it specifically and i mentioned it a couple podcasts ago or whatever but the i the the game boy metroid game is freaking awesome i have heard like i have heard that exclusively that like return of samus is like way better than it has any right to be it really like sure it's sort of lame that you kind of fight the same sort of bosses and there's you're sort of stuck but dude the, the game had do you know the game the the Game Boy Metroid had the the like the space jump and the spacer laser beam and like the plasma beam and the spider ball? Yeah, what? Yeah. Okay. Remember, I, none of the none of the rest of that surprised me. I was like, oh, that's cool. They made that. They made the first appearance of that there. But like the spider ball. And it's like, an early item too. You get it like early in the game, and you can just yep, you're just rolling up walls now. Don't huh. care. It's intriguing. it's awesome. It's it the 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 Game Boy Metroid game f- feels very good to play. At this point, Return of Samus is the only numbered Metroid game that I've not actually played. So I may actually have to make time for that before Dread comes out. You should. I think you should play it. It's, I mean, it's I'm a at a time. point now where I like I've gone from I've gone now that like I've played NES Metroid and Fusion. <laughs> I, I suddenly have flipped the needle from like, oh, I haven't played most Metroid games to like, I've played almost all the Metroid games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except for, uh, I'm sure you'll never play Metroid Prime 3 with with its uh, motion controls. <laughs> I played about an hour of it and then was like, yeah, I, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I think I got it to, I think I got to like the first boss. I think it's like a plant boss or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, remember. It's been a long time since I played it. But yeah, I, I didn't have fun with that. So. <laughs> but, but you've played, you've but played I did, it. I did, I did touch it. 
<laughs> yeah, so you can still say you've played it. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and I did play Prime 1, and I think I played like 85% of Prime 2. I feel like I got like... I think I, I got all the way through like most of that game and then didn't finish it. <laughs> and I don't know why. I think I got like I think I got like really collection obsessed and then kind of burned out and then sure, just I got see that. busy with other things. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But um I the, feel like the... that was while I was in college and I probably got really busy with college stuff and then just when I came back to playing games again, that just wasn't what I wanted to do. Oh, that makes sense. I feel, I feel like it was something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of what I was saying earlier with with uh, Minish Cap, right? Like things just get in the way sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, yeah, the 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 the, the Super Metroid or I mean, excuse me, the Metroid 2 was is a really good time. And the original Metroid, I actually had a lot of fun playing it with modern conveniences mm-hmm. of a little bit of rewind time. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I would every not time play this I game. used it. I was like, oh, my God, imagine if I didn't have this. Yeah, that's that's ex- that was my exact thought. There's a I don't know. There's a couple of times where it's like, I don't want. Oh, no. Yeah. I Wait, what am I talking about? This is fine. I can just rewind. Yeah. Time. Yeah. It literally it, it literally saves the experience. Yeah. In a lot the, of cases. I liked playing it. I had fun. I would never play it without modern conveniences. Anymore. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. And, you know, I'm kind of a purist when it comes to that, to those things. Like you are. I, yeah, I played fusion and like got, kind of got my shit kicked in in a couple of occasions <laughs> and had to like, you know, I got actually kind of frustrated, but I just kind of dealt with it at any point. I could have hit a save state and just gone from that. Oh, and saved right. Myself yeah. Some time. But I didn't because I wanted to really play it. And I figured I, I you know, I felt like I had it under frustration control. in vault. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, like the experience of playing NES Metroid with those things was quite fun. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it makes very, it very like, I, like it was almost like, I don't know, like it was like being in a museum in a way. <laughs> like, and I felt that way more about this than about like any other game where you go back to its roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's just because I, I'm so much more familiar with later games in the series. I th- I think it's, I think it's because the advancements that were added to the game as time went on made the game infinitely more playable. Right. Like, right. I think that's the biggest change. Cause if you were to play Mario, like super Mario brothers, and then you were to go to play super Mario world, right they're they're not that different yes there's they're 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 it super Mario world is easier to play it's more comfortable it's it's right but the core uh, of it is the same right whereas the difference between metroid and super metroid there's there's a lot there that changed like a ton mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, even just involving shooting because you can't shoot on an angle you can't shoot down you can't crouch mm-hmm. and shoot in the original metroid that is such a major that is such a huge problem yeah it's it's a really big difference yeah, that makes a that makes a huge difference. And I hear people say all of this stuff about NES Metroid is so rough and NES Metroid is like not a it, it's, you know, it does it hasn't aged well and it doesn't really do the it's not real. I've heard people say it's not really a Metroidvania. Yikes. I don't know about that. And like so I'm thinking like, OK, is this more of just like a straight action game? Where you right. just kind of go through with your with your gun and your missiles, and there's not really a whole lot of like, there's not really a whole lot of stuff that you unlock with like power ups and stuff. Sure. So I was ex- I was prepared for sort of a a more 
like straightforward, just Mega Man style experience. Uh, okay. Like I got, I got, uh, you know, Morph Ball and Missile, and I was like, I, I'm at this You're point, and I'm like, am I just gonna find Missile Packs now? Is this like, is this my whole kit? Right. And then it's like, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. There's high jump boots, and then there's the long shot. There's the freaking screw attack. I actually didn't know the screw attack was in the game because I had never gotten that far in it when I played on GameCube, and I was just like, the the, the screw attack is in this game. I was surprised to find ice beam and wave beam. I knew the ice beam was in there because I knew that's how you killed Metroids at the end just from watching somebody beat the game before. But I didn't know about the wave beam. Um, It's kind of a bummer that like things don't stack, but I I Mm -hmm. I mean it's fine. It only it's only a bummer because there's no like inventory screen like in uh, in Super Metroid. You can go into your inventory screen and just equip or unequip those things. True. But in Super Metroid, everything stacks except for the plasma beam and the the spacer or whatever it's called. Right. Right. But if so for whatever reason, you do. don't want you don't true, want true, your true. beam to have like the ice beam functionality. Yeah. For whatever you're... for whatever reason, you can <laughs> sure, just sure. have it not. That's do true. That. You hey, did you, know the Super, did you know there's an option in Super Metroid to moonwalk? No. Like, it's an actually an a moon, option. It's an option. Like, you can turn moonwalking on and off in, like, the options before you start up a game. And then you'll shoot, like, you'll moonwalk backwards while you shoot your gun. And it looks like Michael Jackson, like, doing a moonwalk. I didn't know that was a thing until just the other day. I didn't know that either. It makes a lot of sense, though. It's just, it's just like, do you want to lock your aiming and be able to, like, not really strafe, but kind of like a version of that? Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. I thought that was that was interesting. Which actually, yes, I would like to do that. That'd be super convenient. <laughs> like, well, really, in, really useful. In the any any control options extra in the original Metroid would be awesome. Yes, <laughs> because it's it's rough. Um, I I think that like one of the mo like one of the things that puts you off on the wrong foot immediately is having is like finding out that most of the enemies that you will see in this game are knee height and you have no way to attack them <laughs> you have to wait for in fact the one enemy like there's i can't think of what anything is i don't know what anything is called in super metroid for as much as i like the games and for as i've played a, like all of them pretty much i have no idea what anything is called um i mean i know what ridley and crate are well, sure, the bosses, but I mean, yeah. like the the you know, I, I, like we know the difference between a Goomba and a Galoomba, but I have no idea what I'm fighting in Metroid. Um, and so the one a lot thing of, that I I remember you sent the the manga through. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the manga strategy guide. Mm-hmm. And um, and it actually which by the has, way, it actually the has a lot of the names of things in there. Oh, okay. Yes, it does. Um, that's true. And I, I, yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I even read through the whole thing and I don't remember what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> the Wampaku guide. Yeah. That's this, really, by the way, that is very cool, by the way. It has to be the, co- it has to be the best strategy guide just in terms of what it is, not in terms of the actual content, but it's a, it's a strategy guide that came out in 86 in Japan only, obviously. And it's, it's a manga guide. So it's like the first 20 pages or so, or 30 pages are, are just Samus like getting a call to go, you know, do her thing. And she, well, actually his thing, they, they very, they're very much like the original manual. They make it a very purposeful to make you think that Samus is a boy. Yes. Um, and then, then the whole comic, it's, you know, it's split up into different panels, like a comic book, but it's actually the order of things that you could do to beat the game. <laughs> yes. It's, it's yes. just such a cool comic. Yeah. And it actually even gives you like little strategies for how to deal with enemies and stuff like that. 
Yeah, and then at the end of like a at the end of what would have I, I imagine would have been like a little manga piece. There's like a map of the zone that you that she walked through with like a where all the items would be and stuff like that, like a hand drawn map of that area with where the items are. It's it's just I love that so much. The uh, the little the little knee high crawly guys that uh, that crawl around the the platforms. Yes, like basically the Goombas of the of the Metroid. <laughs> yeah. The the Goombas of the Metroid universe, except that you can't actually attack them. <laughs> yeah, don't jump on them. Um, they're called gamers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the other enemy I'm thinking about is the the Rio, the thing that is on the ceiling and then flies and tries to swoop at you. Oh, the one like in an arc? Because there's there's yes. those and there's the ones that like like dive bomb straight down at you. No, no, the ones that do it in an arc and then they just follow you at your feet and you can't shoot it unless you jump to make them go back to the ceiling and then try to reset the the arc of them. That I one hate is those. <laughs> yeah, well, you hate them because you can't crouch. Sam is the ultimate bounty hunter. <laughs> she, Which, she, like, can't, she can't. The poor bend thing over. has no knees. <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, the one the the ones that hang out on the on the ceiling and just like dive bomb you and explode. Yeah. Cuz they just kind of like drill into the ground. Yep, yep. Those are uh, those are screes. Screes. Yeah. Okay. Sure, they're whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like people who really care a lot about the lore are like going to are like all about it and that, like that is one aspect of this where it's like I don't care what dumb names they made up for them. I actually, I, yeah, because I, I, I enjoy, is. I like Samus's. When I say I like the Metroid storyline, I literally just enjoy Samus's journey. I, I don't care about the nameless enemy. Well, I it honestly say is like I, yeah, I literally don't even care about the people she cares about. No, no, except for except for the one Metroid. That's it. That's I like true, I like the little baby Metroid um, because that's yeah. kind of that that that. Oh man, I know we're not talking about Super Metroid, but that scene—the first time I got to it—was just like, "What is happening?" And then then it stops. You're like, "Oh my god, is that Metroid?" And then it saves your life. Like, "Oh, it's so cool!" And then you get like super. You go Super Saiyan, mm-hmm. and you blast Mother Brain. There, this is a whole thing with like, and I, I feel like we talked about it in one of the in one of the previous podcasts when we were like not able to stop talking about Metroid, even though it wasn't time <laughs> to talk about Metroid yet. Yeah. Um. <laughs> There is there is definitely a feel. Yeah, we talked about it when we were talking about like Metroidvanias and how you can solve problems by just like face tanking. Yeah, I feel like Metroid really, really leans into that mm-hmm. and gives you this feeling of like, yeah, Samus is really, really like superhero otherworldly strong. In fact, yeah, so much so that when in, in the storyline of Metroid 2 for the Game Boy, the idea is, is that. Uh, all this stuff has happened. They 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 find that there's Metroids, or they think there might be Metroids on this other planet. That SR, what is it? SR three eighty eight, I think three eighty eight or thirty three eight or something. Yeah, I think it's three eighty eight. But anyways, um, and so they send one group of, I think just scientists there. They never come back. Then they send like their ultimate elite. They send a bunch of red shirts. <laughs> well, then, yeah, and then they send like their ultimate elite soldiers. Like these are supposed to be the Galactic Federation's best warriors, and mm-hmm. they no, they don't hear from anyone. They're like, well. All right, I guess call Goku. And so yep, then they yep. send Samus there and they're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yep. Because um, like, which, oh, yeah, she can do this Which goes into herself. something we were talking about before where it's like, you know, Samus does her own thing. 
and the Federation has only like limited control over her options. So they would yeah. rather handle it internally. Of course. Yeah. Especially if they're trying to do naughty things with Metroids, but right. <laughs> because like Samus will blow those things up. But if it's between that and just like losing complete control of the situation, it's like, yeah, like, well, maybe we can try to, you know, maybe we can try to manipulate her. Yeah. We'll, we'll just, we'll just, you know, utilize her abilities and then hopefully We'll have control of it or whatever. And then we'll just you know, tell she's her to stop hunter. and she'll listen to her. Yeah, she'll listen she's, to us. She's just here to hunt bounties, okay? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. She she's like otherworldly strong. But I mean To the which, point where like you can like a lot of these fights are clearly built for you to just like make it a slug fest. Yeah. Yeah. Just like DPS race them. And 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 okay. Um, I guess I'm thinking about Super Metroid a lot, but go ahead and continue what you were going to say because I was going to talk about Super Metroid. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I, I think a lot of the a lot of the encounters in Metroid, like, you are really not intended to not take damage. Dude, I feel the... So, what's really interesting about the, the two Metroid encounters, the, the two main Metroid... I mean, Mother Brain is, is, is a different Brain. type of fight, but the, the Ridley and Kraid fight... I feel like it's like, yeah, just freaking use your spin attack and jump into them. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to. I love that that's an option. That's mm -hmm. so cool. Because in the other games, the spin attack, the bosses are immune to the damage from it. I'm pretty sure. Right. Maybe maybe there's one or two exceptions. But do you know how I beat Kraid? <laughs> what? Running into him with morph ball bombs. <laughs> oh, God, I almost choked. I did not. I did. Why, why did I you use more ball bombs? That is actually like a good strategy. Oh, me. really? Because the, the intended strategy is you have to like <laughs> freeze the one like the one stomach needle that blocks your shots and then just pour damage into them. Oh, man, I just I just got right next to his belly and unloaded like 100 missiles and <laughs> just took damage in true face tanking fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, the other way you can do that is just, like, go into Morph Ball, and he'll only hit you with the bottom needle, ah. and then tank that, and then he kind of walks back and forth, so you just drop a bunch of Morph Ball bombs, and he just walks into them. It's like That's great. His, it's like playing a Zelda boss. Right, right, yeah. Like, like. That's like cool. Like hitting the, the, you know, bomb strats on the Dodongos or the Hydra or whatever. <laughs> and That's actually, actually The funny. Morph Ball bombs actually hit multiple times per explosion. Okay. So you actually pour in a lot of damage really quickly. That's cool. It is. However, those uh -oh. fights both suck. I didn't mind. I don't know. They were okay. They didn't. I guess I would say they're not great fights. <laughs> like as far as video game boss fights go, they're not. They're not good. But they're they didn't very spammy. Me. Yeah, true, true, true. You know what's you know what's interesting is that on the Famicom disc system, so the NES version has more lag than the disc version, obviously. Mm. Um, and so that makes the Ridley fight on the NES way easier because uh, the the missiles, like his little fireballs, don't come out at the same type of speed, and there's mm. more and there's there's more randomness to them. In fact, some of the enemy attack patterns throughout the entire game are easier to deal with on the NES because the NES didn't have the ability to uh, change their patterns around. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just thought that was one of those kind of interesting little tidbits that, that it's harder if you were playing the, 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 uh, the Famicom version of the game. Like, so it would have been even more annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's true. They are, they are kind of, they're dumb. You're, I'm only, def I'm, I'm defending 
the boss fight only because I like Metroid, but it's they're, they're bad. They're poorly designed boss fights. I mean, the boss fights in Super Metroid are phenomenal. No, yeah, yeah. It's there's 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 really no way to argue that the, those two even even Mother like, Brain is obnoxious. This is on the level of like there are really good Bowser boss fights, and I like Mario, but like the Bowser in Super Mario Brothers is just a glorified Hammer Brother. Yeah, that's what it is. Like that's, that's what that's he is. Literally it, and this is just that where it's like yeah the. I I always say that like if a game is well designed, generally you should be able to do a no damage run of it. Yeah. And I'm not sure that's physically possible here. I don't think it is. Um, Like it's, I, I think it's technically possible. Like you might be able to like tass it, but I don't think well, it's, po- that's, I don't I'm, think it's not possible by like human hands. Human. <laughs> your, your movement just isn't built for it. No. The... And again, I do appreciate the theming of like Samus is a is a mega strong super soldier. Well, I love that the boss fight rooms are designed such that you can sit in the pits and kill the bosses if you want to. I did that with Ridley. Like you, can... I had the, I had the Varia suit, and I was like, you know what? I can shoot you from the bottom up with the because, wave beam. Yeah, because the because the because um, the lava doesn't actually like hurt me. Yep. It's, like it's it the, does, but it hurts you so much slower than everything else. I didn't even go through a full energy tank. <laughs> I think the the if you jump, it does even less damage because then it like yep. it doesn't reg. Okay, yeah. So, so the the one it kind guy, of does like a short because does like a small amount of damage like per frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The the let me let me send you this one. I like this point. Let's see, I'm sending you an image on Discord. Um, that's. <laughs> that's where it talks oh, about it's how... in the it's actually in the in the manga yeah they make they have it as a coward's way to the fight cowardly point <laughs> yeah. that's amazing isn't that cool did you fight ridley or craid first because i fought ridley first because i was i, oh, I fought craid first because i went to norfair when i was over that way and i was like well i'm just gonna go fight ridley and i thought ridley was actually easier than craid oddly enough i agree i um, craid was like actually garbage <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that fight that fight would have been obnoxious if I didn't just have six now, energy tanks. Yeah, I did not have I had like three energy tanks at the time, so that oh, may God. be part of it. Yep, that's part of it. Um Yeah, yeah, because I had I, I I think I used almost all of my life to to face tank crate, which of course is not how you're supposed to fight it, but I don't care. I mean I st- I still ended up face tanking him. I just face tanked him differently. <laughs> And I really, boy, so as long as we're talking about boss rooms um, and also many other rooms throughout the game, including the mother brain room. Yeah. Boy, this game really, really likes death pits that you can't escape from <sighs> that the, don't kill you instantly. The the mother, I, I don't like the mother brain fight. I don't in this either. game. I thought it was actually just sort of annoying. You want to talk about like the epitome of like meaningless spam? Yeah, 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 exactly. Where where you have no idea. There's nowhere really safe. I don't know. I, I'm sure if you if you really pay attention to the rumor, you if you're speed running it, it's like, well, it's easy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's just a casual person playing through the game. That that place sucked. It did. And like, it's not interesting. 
because it ultimately is just like you have to just pour in a certain amount of damage on like what five barriers yeah it's, it's those zeb zeb tights or whatever they're called zebites yeah. zebatite i don't remember is that what the little is that what the little like barrier bar is called that you have to that you have to pull yeah that, it's something like that because it's supposed to be as mother brain's life support systems mm. which is why they regenerate after that makes like sense. you have to hit them with 10 missiles or something otherwise they regenerate right away yeah. which is frustrating which would have been fine if there was like two or three but there's like five yeah there's a lot of them and also the little cheerio uh <laughs> yeah i don't little, remember what those are called they're they're spaghettios don't worry about yeah them. The, yeah the spaghettios yes they do an unnecessarily large amount of knockback like <laughs> yeah, they disproportionately do. to how fast they move and that's really frustrating and I mean, like, I get it because knockback ultimately is the main enemy of that fight. I feel like that's the main enemy of NES games. <laughs> it, it kind of is. It, like it's Birds actually, and Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Or the, the dumb Medusa heads. Yeah. Or Medusa heads. Yeah. The, yeah. That, that, those are the true nemesis of, of an NES game. But like the idea, like imagine, imagine <laughs> getting to the end of that game and fighting through all of those stupid bars and pouring all of your missiles in, and then at the end of all of that, you just get, like, you just get, like, chipped into the lava pit in front of Mother Brain, from which there is no actual escape, and you just have to sit down there for, like, five And think minutes. about your thoughts. And just, yeah, for, like, a good, like, minute or two or three, and just watch your life bar drain, and just be like, well, I guess I'll come back here in 10 minutes and try again. <laughs> well, in the NES version, you had to type in a password too. So you have to hope that you didn't accidentally write the passcode wrong or something. Well, the, they do respawn. you. That's true. That's true. That's they, true. That's, they, true. That's, like, true. That's true. The password is really only for if you turn the console, if you off. turn the console, but off, they yeah. respawn you from the elevator, which is the beginning of the region. So that means fighting through all the Metroids again. And to be fair, the entire Turian area. The, the Turian area is tiny, and the Metroids give a ton of missiles and life, so it's actually helpful in terms of refilling your stuff, because you start with, like, 30 health. Again, you have to refill all of your energy tanks yeah, and things. Yeah, I mean... It, it, I'm not yeah. saying it's good. I'm just saying that, that is the that would be the only saving grace, right? It's kind of like... Do you remember when we played Demon's Crest? I do remember that. Do you remember when you wanted to fight the secret boss, you had to, like, do all that dumb farming part again, because you mm -hmm. technically lost all your progress if you mm -hmm. needed... Like, so to me, that's kind of where... That sits like that, that type of game design. I hate it. And that's yeah. where I am grateful to have save states and things like yeah. that. Right. So that is one of those things where it's like, I cannot imagine what I would feel like. This would make me quit. Yeah. There, well, it, that's like today, if it happened a couple times. Like, yeah. And I didn't have the ability to just like quick retry or just rewind it or like even just like a save state outside of the room. I like I'd be willing to just do the fight from the beginning again without sure, having yeah, to, no problem. without having to wait through all of the like just wait for an extended death sequence that I can't escape from. And the truth is we both probably would have just been like fine I'll do it again. <laughs> if we were playing this in 86, right? Like I would have done it again if it was like the game that I had, right? That's and what I, I that's what I meant. That's else. what I meant. Yeah. And yeah, that like if you put it in its era, it's like, yeah, you've got three games and this is one of them. You might turn this off for a while and then play something else out of frustration, but you're going to come back to it. Yeah, but then the other game's going to piss you off and you're going to be like, right. oh, well, Metroid sounds great. Yeah. 
let's give this another go. And then eventually you'll get it. You'll get, you know. And then in true, uh, it's so cool to me that Nintendo bakes speed running into Metroid right from the get go. Oh, the escape like, sequence? Like, no, no, like the whole beat the game in a certain number of, oh, a certain yeah, amount of yeah. time to get actual different end sequences. Because if you take too long, you just get Samus in, in the armor and you have no idea that it's a boy or like you just assume it's a boy because everything says it's a boy and that would be the typical way of thinking about this, right. especially then. Of course, it's a big, strong boy action hero in the super armor because what else is it going to be? It's the 80s. Yeah, and then if you beat the game in under three hours, you get uh samus in in a one-piece bathing suit and i can only imagine how like crazy that must have been to see like what like you would have you would want to you'd want to post about it on a forum but that doesn't exist (laughs) i I guarantee you that i guarantee you there is a there is a collection of kids that did not make the connection that it was just a boy with long hair and a one-piece bathing no, suit. No, they just, like, their <laughs> brain just completely disconnected what they were seeing. It's like, did you know if you beat Metroid really fast that it just shows you a random picture of a woman in a, in a bathing suit? Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> and, like, there's, like, no connection whatsoever to, like, oh, that's actually who that is in the suit. It would have been harder to make that connection in the NES version because, so the, the, the where you play as Samus in the bathing suit and she has green hair and stuff. Yeah. That's unique to the NES version, I'm pretty sure. Yes. That was not in the disc version. The, the and, Justin Bailey. Yeah. And if you beat... I actually have some information about the, the codes, too, that um, I don't know if you know, but... So if you beat don't. the Because I tried to actually use the Justin Bailey code just to fool around with it, and I just didn't. Like, <laughs> it, it didn't work, and I was like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you beat the game in an hour after you beat the game in under three hours, you oh, get so an like even New more... Yeah, so then you get even more naked Samus. Uh, she's in a bikini that time. Um, oh, that's actually the one that I, like, I feel like that's the... Yeah, but you can only get that if you play through it as naked. Interesting. Uh, or you're supposed to only be able to get it. Maybe you, maybe you didn't put the code and you don't even realize it. Um, here, I'll show you the image. Because they're both... Let's see. Here, here's an image that shows all three of the, of the nudie Samus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I got the one when I finished it. I got the one where where her helmet is off. Okay, that's, I think, so over I feel three like hours. Yeah, I feel like that is the one where... Oh, yeah, it's just... It's just... Yeah. Then there's one where she's in, like, a one-piece or, like, a leotard or something like that. I don't know. Like, it really have, does kind of look like a gymnast leotard because it's even long-sleeved. Yeah. that was That's sort of what I would have guessed it was because, you know, you, it might be uncomfortable in that armor suit. I don't know. But then, then if you beat the game with that one faster, you get an even more naked version. Because yeah, that is I, I'm counting the pixels. It is it is like aside from the boots, there are four pixels of bathing suit on each breast, and then I'm gonna go with one, two, three, four, five, maybe six, seven, eight, nine for the bikini. Yep, something like that. Roughly. Yeah, so that's, I mean, here's a honestly, I like the armor one better. I think the best one is. Oh, that's cute, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's a cute drawing. I think the best one might be three to five hours. It kind of does, actually. I don't know who this is. Dr. G on DeviantArt. I was looking at Metroid images and I found things I wish I hadn't um, the other day because I was like, oh, cool. I wonder what neat art there is or like fan art of Metroid. I was like, oh, of course, that's what I'm looking at. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I knew about the uh, I knew about the like the full suit and then the helmet off and then the suit off. I didn't know that there was a I didn't know there was a variety of that that was suit off in bathing suit. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's like her. Just but literally I guess not underwear. very many people actually beat it in one hour. Like you really would have to do that as. Um, it's basically like a because you, you start you start the game when if you were to just continue playing once you're once you're in like yeah the suit new off plus. Samus you yeah. get you you start with more stuff so you could if you were good theoretically just go beat the the yeah, bosses you and really finish just, it. all you really have to do in that game is just find the three bosses and kill them yeah that's it then game over and, and everything escape, everything else is just about building up your strength and power and your move set to be able to either get to them or beat them more easily. Mm -hmm. yeah because i think um, you start the game with the space jump i don't know if you have the screw attack but you don't really need the screw attack. oh you have you have you know it's there is nice no space jump have. you know you there is no space jump in the original metric so you have high no, jump high and jump. screw you do have the screw attack i i think uh at least like the double jump i don't know if it actually makes you screw attack where you're invincible um i don't remember i didn't mess around with it much because i was like i don't want to play this game in under an hour that seems like even with rewinding time that doesn't seem fun yeah yeah, even even like sort of tassing it is not really like worth it. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, so the password system, it's unique to the NES version, like we were saying. Mm -hmm. And the Justin Bailey was just a fluke that happened to be something that was typed in and then got passed around because there was all this. So I remember reading early forums and everyone was like, oh, Justin Bailey was someone that won some Nintendo power. I thing. thought that, too, for the longest time. Yeah, and then people were like, oh, no, it's just a joke because it's just in a Bailey. Like, a Bailey is, you know, a, I think it's a, it's a British slang for a swimsuit. Um, something oh. like that. So I thought that it was, that people thought that it was just a joke for being in a Bailey. Okay. Uh, and it turns out that it's just, it, it is, is, a, is just a type of path. It's just a series of letters that worked and you can, there's a whole bunch of them that work this way. And it's just how the password system is coded. And it just happened to be that this is one that was found early and it just stuck because there's a bunch of different codes in a similar way that would do the exact same thing as Justin Bailey. Huh? Yeah. And so actually just recently they found one called it's, it's either NARPA's NARPA sword or NARPA's word. However, it's looked and it's some debug menu for the original Metroid, where you have all power-ups, all everything. Uh, actually, I don't think you have... You have infinite missiles and infinite energy, but I don't think you actually have the missile tanks or the energy tanks. And you have the combination of an ice and a, of the late, of the spacer at once, so it's like a tri-beam ice blast and stuff. Hmm. Um, so another little fun debug thing. And uh, I think my... the Because I, I, I wrote a note somewhere. Let me see if I can find it really quick, where they talked more about how the... Uh, Oh, it's an Aust by the way, it's an Australian term for a bathing suit. I think. Okay. Eng English or Australian term is what. Okay. Um, there is there is a great deal of overlap there. Yeah. So it was a. <laughs> so it was that it was. I, I guess it was. It wasn't that it was directly coded into the games. Justin Bailey is not like a thing that somebody sat there and said, "Oh, this will unlock this." It just right. happened to be how it worked in the password system. And one of the 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 most insane passwords. I don't know. Again if this was coded in or if it just happened to be another series of words that happened to fit this way but swear swear warning if you type in engage ridley motherfucker the the game bricks <laughs> huh like if it doesn't it's so terrible that on the 3ds download version 
it can literally brick your 3DS. <laughs> huh. Isn't that insane? Why? <laughs> I have no idea. There has to be some explanation for this. I have no idea, but it, it does something. Like, what is this, like, just like arbitrary code execution that just so, like, breaks your game? When you type it in, it basically, the game thinks you've been playing it for over 300 and like 14 years nonstop. Oh like, like all you've done is played Metroid and it just completely screws up the, the game so bad that on the original Metroid, um, it, it just makes the screen do all kinds of weird wobbly things and nothing works right. Uh, and and you like the game won't scroll properly. And I guess if you look at the code, Ridley is dead, oddly enough, in that version. <laughs> so you can't even engage him as the password would suggest. Huh. Um, but then <laughs> if you do if you do it on the 3DS, it will actually just glitch the game and brick your console. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Why they didn't fix that, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> that is really wild. Or how someone I'm I'm guessing these are things that just happen when people use some kind of program to like open up the um like the the password database or checksum or whatever however however people do that stuff when they're actually like you know hacking into a game i mean sure. i guess technically that's what game shark was but this if, with a computer would be much easier where you could have it dump codes and things at you automatically that would work or that would do something or that would have some kind like trigger an outcome so i have yeah. no idea how this came about or when this was found but i thought that was funny because it was just like a um why is this in the game moment? <laughs> yeah, that is like, I did not know that. I, I kind of, I feel like I remember hearing about um, how Justin Bailey is just like not actually anything. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of a random thing that happens to do something, <laughs> which seems really, it seems really wild that it's just like, that's one of those like, you know, monkeys in a monkeys in a room eventually making Shakespeare kind yeah, of like by random yep. coincidences. Coincidences. <laughs> yeah. Um So but I, okay. But yeah, but yeah was, this whole like brick your console with like putting a code into into the Metroid password screen thanks. is like that is that's one of those things that happens and I just realized like I don't understand how computers work. And I don't oh, understand I do not understand how programmers do anything me neither i don't i don't i'm i'm thankful whenever i think about it for half a second i'm like wow thanks for whoever figured out that these yeah, I'm ones so, and zeros i am make. so glad this is someone else's job <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> um so i actually ended up playing zero mission also oh when did I, you do that right right after finishing metroid because okay. I, I actually i had uh, I, w I went back to my, my mom's where I had my um, Game Boy Advance like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And so I grabbed my Game Boy SP and my Zero Mission and played through uh, and played through that as well. And Zero Mission was really fun to play. Zero Mission's great. Yeah, I, I, I forgot how much I liked ago, it. I played it years ago, so I don't remember it super well, but I do. And everyone says it's kind of like one like remastered or reimagined or whatever. Yeah, and I never played one, so I didn't really have that comparison to make. So I'm kind of interested to hear um, your thoughts on whether it kind of works as a. Yeah, totally. Just play this game. Play Zero Mission. Don't play. Don't play the original Metroid. Okay. Honestly, it's that's it's... what everyone told me before. And I was like, I was gonna play original Metroid, and everyone's like, don't bother. Play Zero Mission. So I did years ago, and then I was like, I still do actually want to play original Metroid. Though. That's that's what I was going. That's exactly what I was about to say. Is if if you just want to experience the original 
if you just want to play like Metroid games with modern, with all the modern conveniences, not talking about save stating and stuff, like just playing the game the way that it's meant to be played, quote unquote, just mm -hmm. play Zero Mission. If you enjoy old games or you want to see like where this came from, obviously play the NES Metroid. I think that was probably one of my favorite things about Excuse playing me. about playing NES Metroid is seeing how Metroid it is. Yeah, after I, after I, hearing that like it wasn't really like a good or true Metroid game, um, like, I did not know like the screw attack. That was such a cool surprise for me. Yeah, seeing how much of like the old Metroid design is in the first Metroid. Like how like how much classic Metroid design like because I really was under the impression that Super Metroid was kind of like the true progenitor of a lot of things. And it's not. No, it makes most of those things way, way better. Oh, it's, it's a better experience, no doubt. But in terms of in terms of where they originated from, we're looking at like Game Boy and NES Metroids. Yeah, it's it's definitely like it's it's a worse version of almost everything that it does. <laughs> but yeah. it still does those things yes and i'm yeah. i was impressed by that i was really it was really cool to see like oh that they, they've had they've had this from the beginning they've had wave beam and ice beam and screw attack and annoying dead ends that aren't real dead ends because you have to pixel hunt to find your way forward and that's where <laughs> the boss is <laughs> that was that's here too and it's actually worse here than it is in any game oh, afterwards it's, it's yes it is it really is i would it's, say if you if you want to play the nes metroid and you're like no i'm not save stating or rewinding time do yourself a favor and at least at least just have a companion map yeah yeah like, the, the lack of a map in this game is is really like you you don't realize how much you miss it yeah yeah Truly. But like there are so many corridors that look exactly the same and it's so easy well, to get. That's what I was about. Use. It's it's actually so Super Metroid, they did a good job of making pretty much everything feel unique as you're walking down corridors. Like yeah. you may not remember exactly what's where or what's connected to what, but you're gonna be like, oh, this corridor looks this way, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas the original Metroid, part of the challenge was actually going through the first parts, like, wait, this is literally the same core. Oh no, it's different way down here. Um I will say what was cool about Zero Mission is they added a little bit more background of they kind of forced a little bit more story you could have easily just glossed over and be like i don't know what's going on here i don't care right uh but after you beat mother brain your ship gets shot down by the space pirates you got to go to the space pirate super ship where mm -hmm. you which happens to be right near chazodia i think it's called yeah which is like where that. that sounds familiar where samus grew up as a baby by the um the chozos yeah so you get all you, the you get all the samus like childhood backstory yeah, because this is when they this game came out when they released the companion like the special uh, mangas in Japan, which which actually had the backstory and everything there. Um, and then you fight Mecha Ridley because Ridley is dead, sort of, but not actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that is one thing about the whole, and we'll talk about this, I think, more in Fusion. But like, yeah, they really don't want to like. They to really don't want to give up on, like, the classic bosses. To, to be fair, in Fusion, I think that Ridley, if I'm remembering correctly, is a clone of Ridley. It's like a clone of the Ridley DNA or something it like that. It is, I... but it's still just, like, a justification to bring him back again. <laughs> True. Now, but I, the first it's better than Metroid Prime. Ridley, and then it's like, and then the next time it's like, oh, you didn't, you didn't really kill him. But now he's mechanical. And now he's a, now he's a bio clone. 
And now yeah. he's like, there's always some reason why you have to fight Ridley. I can't wait to fight him again. <laughs> he, you know he's in dread. You know he's going to be in dread. He's going to be souped up, too. He's going to be like a really cool, like... <laughs> I hope he gets power armor. Like, I don't know. I want, I want, I want. He's already, like, Mecha Ridley already exists. He's already yeah. gotten power armor. Yeah, he needs that more power armor. That literally already happened. He needs even more. Hey, did you know, speaking of, like, odd, or just, like, sort of things that never die, the, the sound effects in Super Metroid for the, like, the bosses were actually <laughs> Godzilla Kaiju sound effects. Oh, that doesn't, yeah. I mean, yes, of course they are. I love that. Like, I would have thought that even if nobody ever told me that. <laughs> oh, hey, this reminded me. So, you know how we were talking about... you Last last time when we talked about this, we talked about how you could kill... Uh, God, I forgot his name again. Drag, dragon. Dragon. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The the underwater boss in, in Super Metroid. How you can kill him with the electric... Like, with the grapple beam. So, in Metroid 2, you fight the mother of... Like, the mama Metroid. I don't know what it's called, even. I think it's just Mother Metroid or like cuz you're fighting the, the the Metroid what's cool about Metroid 2 is that it kind of gives you the 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 like the growth cycle of the Metroids and mm -hmm. you get to see them all and so you can fight the Queen Metroid basically. And what you're supposed to do is that it bites at you. Am mm -hmm. I spoiling this? Are you going to play it? Which one? Are you, do you think you'll do you think you'll play Metroid 2? Yeah, I might. I might. All right, I don't want to talk I, about I, this. I'm interested because now at this point, it's the only numbered one I haven't played. So it feels like to get the full canon, I should probably at least touch it. I think you should. I, I won't. I won't. I won't finish my thought. Then I'll talk to you later about it because there's a. I, I I will just say that there's a fun mechanic in a way that you can damage the boss that you would not think about right away. That hmm. uh, I found I mean, by like, accident. I feel and like it's that's awesome. a. I feel like that's a that's a fun thing in most Metroid games. Like here's the alternate boss kill method. That is yeah. like that involves you intentionally taking damage, but slower than you deal it to the boss. It's this is a very cool one. So I don't want to say anything until you until you play the game. Yourself. Fair enough. I, fair enough. Um, I, I did. I sent you a little photo just because I, I, I was playing my Game Boy SP underneath blankets. So mm. I and that's I just took a photo of the end screen because I felt like a little kid hiding underneath. Like, yeah, that's yeah, fun. Video games. It's cute. <laughs> I appreciate the, I appreciate this photo. It's good. Um. Is there like I don't know I think I I think we that's covered it. No, it. Yeah, that's 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 all you can really say about you know a thirty-five I, we, year we, old game. <laughs> we spent uh, we spent we a now good sp portion of the of the podcast talking about other games, but like this well, being the, because this being the progenitor, like a lot of it has to do with like where did the series go from here? And, and it's I the, really it's, that's that's really what I got the most joy out of playing is just kind of seeing where it all started. Yeah, yeah. And see, it's, it's, you get you see like with as many problems as it has for as many for as many areas as there are where you just like slip between two large pillars and suddenly are stuck in lava until you die. <laughs> like it's for for as many for as many places where progress is locked behind you bombing down through the floor and going through the fake lava that's not real so that you can get to the rest of the area. And you can actually do it before you get the jump boots. And I was like, I'm stuck. But then you can you can do a dumb trick where you lay a bomb and then you stand up and it will launch you up. And then you can jump at the peak of the bomb and it gives you just enough height to get out of the space. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Stupid, but cool. And probably not intended. I don't I'm going to guess it was not correct. Um, Yeah, the game does really love to soft lock you, doesn't it? Uh huh. I think that's just maybe old. 
I, I think, I it's, think just it's just old. early game design. That's yeah. that's really what that is. It really is. I, I, I let off this whole segment saying that it feels like an unfair old PC game. Yeah. Where like they didn't really think about things like what happens if I get stuck and <laughs> yeah. and they're just like, I don't know, reset the console and put the password in idiot. <laughs> yeah, you saved the game. Come on. <laughs> So, um, yeah, for as many problems as it has, I'm really glad that I finally, after all this time, went back and actually played it because there is more Metroid in this game than I thought there was. And it was really cool to it was really cool to go through and see like, oh, I didn't know this was in this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was already a thing here. Yeah. I, again, I think if if you're if you're comfortable playing, if you like, I just play it on the switch and, and just just cheat a little bit. You're going to have a good time. Yeah, honestly, like it's. Honestly, if you have a Switch and you have Switch Online and it's right there, poke around with it. I would actually advocate doing what I did with it every time that I picked this game up before, which is pick it up, run around, poke around in it until you get bored and then stop. Fair. Um, and maybe use a maybe use a map or a guide or something if you want to play through a little bit more. But like, don't don't force it. It's really not worth it. Actually, that's true. At this point, if you've listened to this and you're actually gotten to this end of the podcast, there's <laughs> the the surprise of finding out that it has real Metroid things is already it's already over. Yeah. So, true. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you can you know you can sort of experience them firsthand, I guess, and there's value in that. But like, I don't, no, I, know. I really I know. don't think that this game is worth it. And I understand now why everyone was like, just play Zero Mission. Yeah, Zero Mission is is really Zero Mission is a better game that will give you the story of this game better than the original game gives it to you. Yeah. And that's really like the the only reason to play NES Metroid is the reason that I played it, which is just as a historical experience. Yeah, that's it. Just to just to know what it was like back then. And that's that's really the only that's really the only thing it's got It's the only reason to play it. And I enjoyed playing it for that reason, but I could not in I could not recommend it to anyone else. Where would you put as a as a a, a early insight into this? How would you rank this? Like in our in our yearly rankings? Oh, I I thought you meant like I thought you meant like among other Metroid games. No, 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 no. I mean, just and remember, I think we have to when we say ranking, we're not saying like one is better than another. It's it's purely just the experience of this game at this time. I almost would I almost would consider this a no, you know what? This is definitely now we know. Yeah. I was oh, gonna yeah. say pretty good one time, which is like the middle ranking. Yeah, I was actually I was thinking middle or even one below it, but now we know it might be better. <laughs> Cause literally we played it to know. That is like I literally just said the only reason to play this rather than zero mission is if you just wanna know what the NES version is like. Yeah, I forgot. Now we know is a yeah. And now we know is like the second to last thing where it's like I and the the way yeah, that we not, described it's not it is like here, okay. <laughs> the the way that we described it originally is like well I'm not mad about having played it like I'm I'm okay it's fine but like <laughs> this isn't Bob okay <laughs> right I like I wouldn't say that I necessarily enjoyed it but now I know like I'm happy that I now know what this game is like yeah. That's basically how we describe now we know. And I, that's basically how I feel about this. I think that's good. Hey, speaking of Bob, I'm, I'm, no. I've been I've been Why? teasing something to you about how I have a Halloween surprise for you. Oh, so now yeah. I'm going to tease our listeners as well that 
a very, very Bob-related, horrifying thing happened to me a while back, and okay. I'm, I'm excited to share it with you at some point. <laughs> but this is but not, not that to, point. This is not that day. Okay. Instead, next week, we're going to be either talking about something that I'm not sure yet. <laughs> you know what? We're not really sure. We know what's generally happening, but I don't think we know what the order is anymore. So, like, <laughs> we don't know Eventually, <laughs> we will talk about more video games. Um, Event- well, next week. We just don't know what it will be. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll see you next week. Uh, pray for a true peace in space. <laughs> I forgot about the ending screen, actually. <laughs> I was going to say see you next mission, but like pray for a true peace in space is the is the correct. That's the the correct ending. ending for this one.